You can subscribe to the Song and Dance Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a review and please subscribe. It's the Song and Dance Podcast with Michael and Rachel. Again, it's It's the, uh, yeah, it's the uh, Song and Dance Podcast. We're um, doing it at home this time because I got a mic for my birthday. Yay! You know, the question is, where have we been with uh, these two, three, four months since we've been gone? Like, Definitely three, maybe more. I can't remember. About three, yeah, because we ended in uh, late April and then May, June, July, yeah. God, it's almost August. Wait, is it August? It's August now. It, yeah, it's now August. <laughs> you know, every uh, Sunday we uh, we meet up and we watch. We've been watching uh, so much Eurovision. Yeah, we have. We've been working our way through the different uh, finals. Yeah, um, we had uh, 2007, 2008, 9, 10, no, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, and just now we watched uh, 17. I feel like we did some earlier 2000s also. Yeah, we watched uh, the 1997, and then, oh, no, and, um, <laughs> 2001, 2000, 2002, and 2003 when uh, these gimmicks were just over the uh, top. They sure were. You have enough material to uh, go year by year without having to watch um, all the, uh, the, the songs again. It's not going to be another three hours <laughs> you're, you're 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 lucky that i just uh wa- had you watch just the finals not the semi-finals why what's wrong with them well one i don't have all the semi-finals and yeah just i don't have all the semi-finals <laughs> so that would have made our um you're just watching a lot, lot more spaced out. That's true. Yeah, but, we've run through, we've run through a lot in a very short time. Yeah, and um, you did not guess the winner. I want to say like eight out of ten times. I think I did better than that. Well, you- well, so for the earlier ones, so before two thousand ten. It's a little spotty for me because I don't think I ever really watched it much. No. Um, so I guess more recently I've probably done better because I would just either have watched it or t- heard you talk about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I well, and it is hard. Like the 1990s, it's like I don't. The only reason why <laughs> you got the, 90, the 97 winner because we talked about it. Oh, yeah, that's true. And that's the last time the UK won, so I go towards that all the time. Mm. But you did not guess the early 2000s. That's true. Uh, what did you actually, what did you think about the uh, early 2000s? 
it's kind of wild looking back on those now. Yeah. Um, and just to see, like, one, how different culture was, or, or at least music was. Um, and maybe not different, but the genres that were popular at that time and yeah. how that sort of manifested in Eurovision. I mean, it was like there's a format that I'm very familiar with, so it was enough to keep it sort of on the road for me as we were watching. I mean, in the way that I guess many sort of quote unquote before your time or like even older things that you haven't seen in a while. It's like, I remembered you like being better. Like I remember this genre being better, (laughs) you know, (laughs) even the, uh, the clothes and stuff, the, the costuming. I was like, Oh yeah, that was a thing back then. Um, yeah. (laughs) All the uh, hairs and the makeup. Yeah. I know I surprised you with the, um, 2003 uh, Russia with um, Tattoo. Oh, yeah. That was a uh, experience. It was. It was it. That was after their hit single. I, was that the All the Things She Said one? I think so, yeah. yeah. That, that was after that. And they couldn't get more than third place. Mm. But do you remember who got second place? The, um, it was the Belgium song, the uh, one in the made-up language. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I showed you the music video to that, too. Yeah, that was pretty funny. If you haven't seen that music video, you should, because it's a trip, I should say. Yeah, definitely. It's early 2003s, you know, it- that's... That's the feel they were going for. Yeah, it's kind of the epitome of, like, what was going on with music videos back then. Yeah. Like, just hand it over to the college intern and say, make it good. I also was sort of like, what video editor (laughs) did these guys use? It had sort of an iMovie feel, but I guess maybe back then that would have been pretty advanced. Yeah, was iMovie even out? In 2003. I have no idea. I know. I know Apple had their giant computer things. That was the time of the iPod. That Really? I had a brick <laughs> on which I put music, and that was the iPod. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so old. Yeah. I, oh, my God. I don't, I don't remember the iPad or the iPod. I know the uh, Nano. That came a little later. Yeah, that came in like 2010, I think. Or, no, yeah, no, no, I, like nine. I don't really remember. I was like, I, I reached a point <laughs> where my bricks were not living up to my expectation. I call them a brick because it was like. <sighs> yeah, I know. It was like thick. Like, it was like, it was a brick. It yeah. Was, it was a brick. On, on which I could connect it to my computer. And I basically put my entire CD collection on that. And then they kept right after the year warranty. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Apple, don't kill me. <laughs> the, I, needless to say, I was not an Apple fan yeah. after my experience with this. Did you, did you the, just get a Zune afterwards? No. Uh, I, I think I just started buying like the generic... Sort of like yeah. ones you could buy from electronics brands. 
like that were much smaller and easier to use. I remember getting one that was just like a few inches tall <laughs> uh, and that could hold as many songs as my original yeah. iPod. And I was like, the future. Now our final tower is our music player. Yeah. yeah. I, now I just want to go on the Zoom um, tangent, but I don't know enough about the Zoom because I... I know, like, two people who had it. Yeah, my brother had one, and he really liked it. Like, the people who had them really seemed to, like, advocate for them, but they never really took off in the same way. Yeah, like, there was, like, two versions of the uh, Zoom, then then they just stopped making it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now I just want to eat Zoom. I just remember how cool they looked. I don't remember how they looked. <laughs> I'm assuming they look like most music, like. Yeah, I mean they, they it was a brick, I I think. Yeah. Also, while we were away, the uh, the Eurovision movie came out. Yeah, the it did. S- Story of Fire Saga. Yeah. <laughs> I am one of the people who stayed up until midnight. Just to watch it when it came out. And then came over and we watched it together. Yes. I did not tell you that I was watching it. In, um, no, on- you did not. You made it seem like we would watch it the first time together. <laughs> <laughs> it's like go- like making plans to go see like the newest Lord of the Rings or like Star, Star Wars movie with your friend. And then they go to the midnight showing before and watch it. And you're like... Dude, I mean, maybe not as, like, dramatic as that, but... Uh, uh, yeah. We were going to watch it together, Michael. We were going to experience it together. <laughs> well, we did I mean, we still did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what did you think about the uh, Eurovision movie? Uh, I mean, it was cute. <laughs> I mean, that's the first word that comes to mind. It was cute. It's, it's very clear that... They had a lot of love, but that they tried to dumb it down a lot to make it palatable for people who did not know what the Eurovision Song Contest was. Yeah, I, I made my parents watch this movie. <laughs> and one of the first questions, because I, I said, oh, like we could watch this. You know, it's like sort of a parody slash like love letter to the thing that Michael and I do our podcast about. And about... Uh, 20 minutes into the movie, she turns to me and she goes, Eurovision, this is a thing? Like, is this a real thing? Like, it's a real contest. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. I'm sure that most Americans, yeah, like, that had the same question. Yeah. And when you uh, look up the songs, depending on which one goes on first on the two. The YouTube um, search bar, you could get some um, some uh, interesting songs. <laughs> For sure. And if you haven't seen it right now, spoilers, I guess. Um, yeah, this whole episode, we're yeah. just going to be discussing this. So, oh, yeah. spoiler warning: this entire episode. Because I want to talk about the, the uh, elves. <laughs> I mean, for sure. They were a key character, the elves. You've never seen them, but they were there. 
I just remember thinking, like, he saw the tiny sword, and then they turn around and the door shuts. And I was like, elves! Because it, it was sort of sprinkled through, but not in a way where you'd ever anticipate that there were elves. Yeah, because, Actual like... elves. I know not a lot of people know about the Iceland, but, like, it's actually true that, like, half the population actually still believes in elves. So they just took that and just made a joke about about it. And it's even funny because it's Will Ferrell and he's known for Elf. That's right. And um, his character just not did not believe in the elves. Well, it is a different character. <laughs> but it's just still Will Ferrell. And that, that was one of the uh, early reviews about... The, of the movie I, I saw was like, oh, it's Will Ferrell, and he doesn't believe in elves. But so, he played an elf. Are we expecting this to be like a multiverse of Will Ferrell movies? Where like maybe there should have been a little like elf hat hanging off one of those so they know that this is all the same universe? Like, I'm pretty sure because it's <laughs> it was also a pro, a professional uh, movie review, reviewer then that was the one thing that he did not like. Well, they, he had some other things to say, but it was one one of the things he did not, did not like. I don't fully understand that. I mean, do, does are we to expect that all characters will have the same, or all, anytime a movie actor plays a character, they'll have to say, have the same beliefs? You know, I uh, blame the... Adventurous movies where oh. they're all in the same universe. That's why I was the I was like maybe it's like a Avengers multiverse. Yeah, where everything is connected and they have little like this should have been a, a Easter egg versus this was a part of the plot of this film only. Yeah, you know, that was the case. He should have got the guy who played the uh, the his father, his dad in uh, the Elf movie. Oh and, yeah, and um, just have him slammed the door but you see his face <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it's allowed to be its own film the elves made the movie for me really that was just the one detail where you're like this is a good movie now yeah okay <laughs> i mean it was clever in a way like i definitely thought it was clever that they brought it back to that um because there were not a lot of ways that you could solve things like from a distance yeah. i guess when the um, economic advisor guy. Yeah. The guy who deals with the money. Um, I watched it. I, actually, I watched it again, like, last weekend. And uh, I I noticed that when he was um, strangling Lars, um, he said, you, you're going to win. We can't have that. And Lars, only the only thing he said... Was that not like, why are you killing me? Like, oh, you really think our song is that good? And then he dies. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was sort of all he ever really cared about. So it makes sense, I guess. He's like, I can die. Just tell me I'm going to win. You know, I don't know about like how long it takes to go from Iceland to Scotland. But like the timing of all the like the ending of the of the film was like you know if it's a if they were in the first semi-final and he left 
right after. Then he would have had a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday to go back to Iceland. And in those four days, no one told them that they were through. Right. That's sort of the dubious part. Because even if he had his headphones in, which is what they showed, and he wasn't looking at the TVs, like this is a contest that like everyone was watching, like Especially in this town. It was super Everyone, big news. Yeah. It's like, nobody? Like, nobody was going to approach him? I I mean, they did set, sort of set him up as, like, he's the embarrassment of the town. Yeah. But it, it's one of those things. Like, nobody was like, are you sure you want to get on a fishing boat? <laughs> you know, like, it, it is a little dubious that no one would say anything that would hint to him that he had actually gotten into the finals. Even if he had... He was in the second semifinal, though. So that's Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday half the day. No one told him. And then he found out about it because he was on the ship. And then one of the uh, workers said, yo, you're, you're in the final. Why didn't you see they say that before? Yeah, well, they. so their reasoning in the film was... Oh, we thought you didn't care. And I didn't, I was like, well, maybe the father wouldn't have, but. Yeah, being. Like, Lars definitely would have. Everyone would have known that Lars would have cared. Oh, yeah, so much. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they knew that Lars cared so much, like, in his, uh, like, when his band performed, he always wanted to, to, uh, have them play their uh, Eurovision song. Yeah, that was their thing. They'd want to play their Eurovision song for them. But no one allowed them to because no. all they wanted to do was listen to Ya Ya Ding Dong. That's right. And I'm so surprised that 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 song is actually pretty good. Yeah, I think it's definitely like built into the like the format of a folk song. Yeah. So it, it has sort of that catchy and like repetitive like uh, rhythm to it um, and the way that the lyrics work together. I'm sure that I was not the only person to look it up because I thought it was a a uh, national final consistent uh, for Iceland like years ago and was like why haven't i heard this before but no it's actually just um unique to the this movie i mean that doesn't totally shock me because the innuendo in this like that song it sounds like is dirty but, yeah like, <laughs> like it's very full of innuendo it will never be enough i only want to hear yaya ding dong i love that guy <laughs> The guy whose basic purpose is to ask for Yaya Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he loves the song so much that he requests that song so much that even Lars is like, what the fuck? (laughs) He he just wants him to play it repeatedly. He only wants Yaya Ding Dong. In the movies, they say um, that's the only thing that makes him happy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not... I'm not blame I'm not blaming him because that song again is just pure gold. 
What did you think about the other songs? So it was really interesting. That was one of the big misgivings I had going into this, is that like there's sort of a very distinct set of things that you would look for where you're like, oh yeah, that's a Eurovision song. And they actually really nailed it. Yeah. Like I feel like, um, and it, you did tell me at some point that like most of the music was written by a Eurovision composer. And so that makes a lot of sense. Um, Cause yeah, they like they all had certain distinct elements that you would see in Eurovision. So I thought it was actually very well done. I'm just so mad that we don't have a three minute version of all the songs. That's right. I went back because there were a few that I wanted to hear all the way through. Um, oh gosh, I'm blinking on them though. There um, was the uh, rock song with uh, Belarus. Um, I the, wanted the death metal. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, uh, I wanted that one for sure. As we know, I'm so much biased. Yeah, no, that <laughs> but that song. When I first heard it, I was like, "What." the fuck is this? I want it. I want it to go in Eurovision for real. Right? <laughs> it, it really felt like it probably could have succeeded. Yeah. I mean, granted, these were just like little snippets that were probably like 40 seconds or so. Yeah. Maybe a minute and a half tops. Yeah. But yeah, they like there were a lot of like songs where you would identify that as either sort of uh, an homage to a specific song that we've seen before, or something that would fit in in the contest if it was in one of the um, semifinals. Do you remember um, Sweden song? It was the "I'm gonna hang with my homies" one. Right? Yeah, calling it with my homies. Yeah, and that I made the comment while we were watching it that the song is okay like to be in the final of Eurovision but you can't see you can't see it being in like a semi-final for Sweden's national contest and that's the scary thing <laughs> you, you, you just know that all the songs can be in a Eurovision National final. Yeah. Sweden. San Marino. Actually, I, the only thing I remember of the San Marino song, um, it was like only 10 seconds long in the uh, movie. What's his face? Um, Grand Noyne noted that the singer was crying for some reason. Oh, yeah. Which, if you watch Eurovision, you do know that like some of the songs, you just get the the singer just crying for no reason and they're conveying deep and personal emotions michael but the song is not about i know yeah it's like maybe they have really bad allergies you never know 
And I I don't know how um, Scotland is with the uh, allergies, but it seems ri- pretty um, green. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, pollen out there. Sure, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Actually, then we have the Greek song. Oh yeah, Masquerade. That's right. I mean, it, it was somewhat typical in the way that you would expect a Eurovision song to be. Oh. If you hear teeny tiny meows, my cat has come to say hello. Oh, yeah. We're at home, so she's around. Anyway, uh, Greek, uh, Greece. Yeah, it was interesting. Even the choreography that they set up for that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is sort of classic Eurovision. And actually, the um, singer was actually in the Swedish national final, like, 2004, so that's 14, 15 years ago. I'm bad with math. Uh, 16 years ago? I I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) um, then we go to... I think the... Aside from uh, um, Will Ferrell's songs, the best song of the the, uh, contest, which was the favorite... Going in, rightfully so, um, Russia. <laughs> with, uh, yeah. I can't remember what the song was called. But, um, Lion of Love. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That song. I have no words for, for that song. It really reminded me of one of the entries from, was it Norway? I don't remember. I can't say now anymore. Sorry. sorry. But um, yeah, it definitely, it was like such a Eurovision song and weirdly catchy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the performance was um, really Eurovision. You know, you have the whip, the shirtless male dancers. It almost reminds me of um, Love, Love, Peace, Peace. What about it? When you listen to um, Love, Love, Peace, Peace, they say, like, one of the things you have to do, have to have, if you want a Eurovision winning song, is shirtless male dancers. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is Finland and the Wonderful. that he's talking about how, oh, our relationship will be different. You're going to be my queen. But someone tonight is going to meet me. <laughs> I was like, so you're going to meet your queen at random? Or is this... You know, it's a game he plays where he's... Yeah, I mean, if you 
actually like analyzes character, which I hate, but like it's fairly consist consistent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 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 his character in a song. Mm-hmm. But then we go to let me see what other songs. What other songs do we have? Oh yeah. So what did you think about um? There was ya ya ding dong. Then we have um, a uh, double trouble. It's actually a solid Eurovision song. Like I was shocked. Like it really grew on me. Like from the start, and we only got to see bits and pieces. And so it was really only towards the end that we got to see, like, or the semifinals yeah. that we got to see the full song performed. And I was like, aside from all the shenanigans that were happening on stage and like with the wheel. <laughs> Oh, oh, the like, wheel. Yes, the wheel. Um, like, I actually really thought it was a solid song. If they were at the bottom, like, of the uh, of the odds makers, that performance, I would say, really rose them up. Definitely. And if they haven't, if they didn't have to uh, change their song, or not have to, but they did if they did not choose to uh, change their song, I think they would have gotten a top five. Yeah, definitely. So I have a way, like, now I'm sort of zeroed in on, so for the, per, like, the the standing order, like the ones that they think yeah. will win, or do they base it only on the public performance? Because it's, it's one of those things where I really feel like if they hadn't had the accident, accident in Iceland, like, it would have been a solid song. And so if they were mainly basing it off the fact that they had an accident, it would be like, well, that won't happen again. I mean, it does. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's not a part of the act. It's weird, because, like, one of the things that doesn't translate into real life, Yeah. Um, even if they had their accident in their national final, um, and they didn't win, and they got in because like all, all the other acts died. You think they would want a recording of the song before it came on? I mean, they <laughs> have they have to have the uh, the recording because the EBU says you you have to submit all your songs by this date. Then they released all their song all the songs on the CD, um, like two weeks or like a month before the contest so they the world would know what song sounds like right so this is like another one where they they played with the way that things actually get like rated yeah i mean to make a more efficient film where they were the underdog yeah and also it's it's a movie so it's not like yeah. It's not a documentary. I know. I know. There there were certain things that stood out to me where I was like, it wouldn't work like that. Oh, but no. Yeah, I know. Like, I know um, the one thing, like, even the average Eurovision uh, viewer would say that um, the semifinals don't work like that when they um, announce the uh, finalists. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't have the, uh, the point the points no oh yeah that makes sense because it would take a lot of time and infrastructure to do that um even we when they uh first in- introduced the uh first semifinals it wasn't like that it was like yeah. uh, oh this country's going through okay next next 
this country is going through. Right. Um, so they wanted to build suspense, I guess. Yeah. I might be bad for saying this, but I'm, I wouldn't be mad if they do that for next year or like some random year where they just have like a mini Eurovision thing and then the top 10 goes through. It would take a lot of time because like in the semifinal there's like 20 songs and it's like a mini uh, a mini uh, grand final. But I would I, I would <laughs> I would not be mad if they do that. Hey guys, he's going to play Yo Yo Ding Dong! Yo Yo Ding Dong! for this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Did not talk about uh, Husevik or my hometown. Yeah, that's right. We didn't. What did you think about the song? It's good. <laughs> it's it's weird. I expected that to be my favorite just because of the way it was constructed yeah. and the different elements. And you know the what is it? Spork note. Yeah. <laughs> but double trouble, I think, is actually my favorite song of this. Yeah, for me, oh, the full songs that we've heard. Yeah, for me, it's like double trouble. It it changes with, between a uh, double trouble and yeah, yeah, thing song. Although I do have to say, I have sought out the song along song. Oh, yeah. Even though it's not at all Eurovision songs, it's other. Well, it had uh, Waterloo in it, but. No, it was all it was all Eurovision songs. Share, except that one. <laughs> and Ray of Light by Madonna. Oh, okay. Never I, mind. The only Eurovision song I heard in there was well, I didn't know the four. I wasn't familiar with the foreign language song. Yeah, the non English song. Um, well, that was, was like Waterloo. Yeah, there was Waterloo. Waterloo, um, Celine's Neon song. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. God, it's been a while since I've heard it. Um, but yeah, so there were like two in Eurovision songs and two that were not. Yeah. So maybe it doesn't count. It was very uh, pitch perfect, but it was enjoyable because of all the fan service. Actually, I got it. Um, nope, I don't. I, <laughs> I tried to Googling it, but um, it took me to a sing-along song, so... It's song-along. 
I know this because I was searching for it and I felt like I ended up having to look on the Eurovision or the soundtrack. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, it's but. fine. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't care about who was in it. I just care about the songs. Come on. Nope. Anyway, do you remember uh, 21st Viking? 21st Century Viking? Yeah. Isn't that... Oh, yeah. That was good. That was another good one. I'm... Yeah. Like, it was not what I expected. That was from the Iceland uh, finals. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Uh, that... The guy who sang that, he was in um, Eurovision two years ago, and he was uh, representing uh, Denmark. And it was a... uh, Pure Viking song. Um, I I think I can play it. It's fine. <laughs> no, I, I just want him to uh, sing twenty first century viking yeah <laughs> and actually i don't know if that's the song name or that's the i think that's the band name yeah um i don't i don't think they ever said a song really, yeah they didn't really identify the songs i assume because we never really had to know them <laughs> true yeah what did you think about um demi lovato's role it was really interesting because they sort of marketed it as Demi Lovato's in this, and she really didn't appear that much. No. <laughs> but it was it was interesting that she was sort of a useless warning system. <laughs> yeah, it was... Her parents were was more more of a cameo than a, um actual, like, part. Definitely. They could have probably filled all, filmed all of her stuff in a day, and then she could go home. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they did, too. Yeah. What did you uh, think about her her song? Sort of basic Eurovision, like generic, like emotional pop, Yeah, I think. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, I could see why they would send that. Like, she has, a, of course, a beautiful voice and things like that, and it sort of fits within the ballad vibes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, solid Eurovision entry. And now, the first act tonight. 21st Century Viking. I'm going cold like a wind from the north. Try to say something surprises me more. I know you keep telling yourself that it's worth it. But I see in your eyes that you know it ain't working. You're too brand new. Need scars to cling to. <sighs> It could be so good if they got somebody to actually write these. Just say full version. Right? Yeah. Did you um, have any uh, moments from, from the movie? Um, The whale. <laughs> Even though it was so, so brief. <laughs> and it's, I guess, vaguely referenced in Husevik. Yeah. But just like... like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Again, I... I just want to go on further upon the um, elves. 
Yeah. I mean, it was it was so interesting. Like, I sort of like the the setup of the elf shrine or whatever it was, the little houses. Yeah. Like, just these teeny tiny houses in the middle of a mountain that people could walk to. Actually, if you... Next to a road. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, if that, that house... I think it's only, like, one house and, like, two other things. Those elves are living the good life. Yeah, that, people that, are bringing them, like, gifts and things, yeah, cookies. And- yeah, people are bringing them gifts. And then, if you're, like, a tiny elf, that that house is, like, big enough for, like, I don't know. Well, think about the size of the knife, though. <laughs> like, if that was a if the size of something that would fit in their hand, those houses are too small. <laughs> So I have to imagine, like, this tiny elf holding this, like, what would be a knife twice their size. Yeah, it's... <laughs> like, But you don't mess with the elves, I guess. Don't. You don't. <laughs> I mean... I mean, uh, Secret kept giving, bringing them uh, food, so, well, like... she was asking them for things. But I think it was, like... Like, good good shit so like they had they felt like they had not had to but they wanted to help her sure <laughs> I just I, I'm now wondering like how he got all the explosives onto the boat to kill all the artists why were all the all the all the artists there it was the after party but like if they were sad like Lars was like not as sad as sad as him well, but like to be fair Lars was a bit of a mope like a sulker yeah so like they could have gone they just didn't because Lars wasn't having it so. yeah um so I guess that sort of demonstrates how, like before everything how his character reacts yeah um yeah uh I, I don't know. Like, it could be that, like, certain people from other bands weren't on there. But maybe it was expected that, like, the leads sort of participate. Because that also could have been another part of the promotion and marketing. So it could have been that maybe they probably wanted them there. They were strongly encouraged by yeah. the contest. What well, as I was um, watching it for, like, the fifth, sixth time... Um, when after the scene after the uh, the ship um, blew up, they um they said they're the runners up, and so I think that they were actually second place. Really? Like you don't say they're the runners up, like if they got well, like sixth place. So, but yeah, you're right. They would say like, at the it, same time, like they're the runner up. Of all the runners up, but like you would say, like you're, they're the only ones who survived. So like we have to go with them. Yeah. Yeah. This is my theory that they were the runners up. They were second place. How? <laughs> I mean, they see like, but they were the runners up. But they were like the very last place basically well no that's right there was one other person who had lower odds than them 
they it was a throwaway line. Where they oh no wait it was the other way around they said our odds are low well not as low as yours I guess. Uh, um, uh, now th- 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 I think that was when they were they when they were in Eurovision mm-hmm, and yeah. they were talking about the UK. Oh yeah. <laughs> um yeah I I don't know. I, it is one of those things, maybe they saw the merits of Double Trouble, but I highly suspect they use the term runner-up loosely. I say no to that because no. Um, actually... It's not allowed, it's the law. Yeah. <laughs> actually... I mean, that would make it especially bad that Lars wasn't going to get on that boat then. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's why he was crying even more, because he was the runner-up, and I... I don't know. I know. I say that they 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 lost, but they they it was a close race. So he was crying because they lost. They had an awful performance, but be, also because the, he almost made it into Eurovision, and they lost like on like ten points. I don't know. It doesn't really like build into their underdog, like like mythos. <laughs> I, I would think they probably got last place, but that's just me. Anyway, that's my three, and they they got I, they were runners up. That's fair. Actually, the one thing I know that bothered a lot of Eurovision fans was the fact that Scotland was hosting. They played on the joke that that um, UK would get zero points because everyone hates the UK. But the UK was hosting. Yes. Yeah, that is kind of nonsensical because you would at least think there would be a mention. Everyone thinks like doesn't think their music is good. Well, except for that one, like last year they did pretty good. Yeah, but, you know, it all. You know, I would say that because it's in Scotland and not in London, that the that the UK did not win that last year. I think that the. A small country like one, but they did not have the funds to um, host it. I mean, that's possible. When people can't afford to host it, can't they ask another country to step in? It goes to like second place, and then like it goes further down the line. Um, as far as I know, I think it goes to second place. But so then, that doesn't quite make sense either. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, was it in like the sixties and seventies? Where if a country couldn't host, then the EU asked, like, UK or, like, the Netherlands to, uh, like, host. Okay. So maybe that's a possibility then. But, yeah, there was no mention of who won last year at all. So it just wasn't referenced that this was something that probably wouldn't happen unless there were circumstances. Yeah, and, like, the host did not have, like, a a accent from the UK. Mm, yeah. It was like a Eastern Europe like accent, so that's why I think um like they a small country like Montenegro like won for some reason, and um they didn't have the funds to uh, host it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean I could see that, but yeah, the fact that they didn't reference it probably irked some people. Oh. Not some people. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Like, if I got fixated on, like, that one detail about... Now I can't even remember what I was fixated on. 
<laughs> well, if people notice one thing, they're probably going to notice other things that are not consistent with how Eurovision is run. That would be bad for, like, any Americans watching, you know? Well, actually, any non-Eurovision fan wouldn't notice that because they don't know that, like, the the host country was the country, the, uh, country that won the last year. Yeah, I mean, it could be they made a decision, a decision not to focus as much on the technical aspects <laughs> on how things are run to make the story move smoother. Um, who wrote the screenplay, by the way? I don't know. and I Because I... it really depends on, um, like, it, it could depend on who actually wrote the screenplay, whether or not they were familiar with Eurovision. Because if they weren't, but they sort of looked up the rules to have a vague idea on how it worked, that would explain some of the ways in which it's like kind of there, but not quite. I love if you just Google Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, one of the, one of the uh, questions was like, is the story of Fire Saga true? <laughs> the second question is, is Eurovision based on the true story? <laughs> but like the first two questions is like, why? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> if it was released in the USA, not a lot of people would be familiar with Eurovision. So I, I wonder if there's any statistics on, well, no, somebody would have to do a study basically to yeah. say like, did you watch this? Are you familiar with Eurovision? Things like that. But yeah, like my mom, even after I told her we do a Eurovision podcast, she looked at me, she's like, this is a thing, right? I, this is a thing? <laughs> question mark, question mark. Actually, Will Ferrell wrote this story. Okay. I mean, he's a Eurovision fan. Yeah. I mean, the other the other possibility is if it was made more accurate, it could have been taken out in edits or notes to make it run cleaner. Yeah. Or like the or the you know the studio was like this is boring or <laughs> you need to do this because it makes more sense or you know. So that's another possibility also. I'll just leave the knife here in case you have to do other murder. That's the best line in the movie. <laughs> Wasn't murder? Self-defense. <laughs> or I guess not self-defense. I, I don't know. It was defense. It, it's elves, so... Yeah. The elves answer to no one. Yeah. Um, um, what did you think about the uh, American uh, college students? <laughs> From ASU and U of A? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was interesting. It was also interesting that Will Ferrow made this sort of running joke out of telling him how much he hated America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go back and build your wall and whatever, like, drink your... Starbucks. So it, it was very much like yeah. his character was not fond of America, which was interesting. No, um, Go Back to Starbucks. I, he I heard they have a pumpkin spice. No, you have to follow the scent of pumpkin spice yeah. to get to Starbucks. Yeah. And when they ask, they're everywhere. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they seem like typical, like, the, the portrayal of typical college students. I mean, in some ways, they were the most normal characters <laughs> in this film. True. And I, I like the, um, like, their redemption at the end. Where they Redem just where they show up in Iceland? Yeah. Or? I mean, yeah, they brought them back. Iceland rules! Woo! 
are you having a good time in Iceland? Yeah. Well, we hate that you're here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was at hey. No, I'm not done. I hate you. I hate your guts. I wonder, is that a type of comedy that they do in Europe or Iceland? I don't know. Because there are some forms of comedy that are based off, like, sort of nagging other people. <laughs> so, I don't know. But yeah, it, I mean, it was sort of the running joke. Americans kind of show up in Europe and trash it. And then, although the most destructive time was when Lars was urging them to <laughs> speed through the city. So Because apparently Europe has no speed limits. That's right. <laughs> now I know this. I'll remember. Thanks, Eurovision Fire Saga movie. <laughs> nope. Thank Netflix. That's right. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to try to use that as an excuse now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I only want to hear Yaya Ding Dong! Well, we don't have time for a Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> because we are almost over an hour. Actually, ah, we are. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. So, Project Restart, I guess. Uh, yeah. No, I, we're working on it. We're coming back. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about until junior Eurovision, if it happens. No, it's actually happening. Actually, well, well it's ha- happening now because um, there's like 10 countries. Um, I know, um, obviously, there are countries dropping out because of all the uh, of COVID. But then um, they're, not, they're not having it in... Um, it's in Poland, but they're not having it in a a uh, like stadium that they had it last year that they're actually having it in a uh, TV studio. Okay, so like each band can come in and perform and then it's voted? I think so. Are they, so no live crowd, basically. I don't know about that. Ah, yeah, there's so there could potentially as long as the country that you were coming from and the country that you were going to had some of this under control there would might be a way. To do this safely. The problem is it's inconsistent from country to country. Yeah. So I just don't know if it's a good idea. Because um, Australia dropped out. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll have to see. But a lot of like uh, countries are dropping out also. So it's going to be a much smaller contest than yeah. usual. Maybe um, France will actually win. <laughs> Oof, burn. Or, um, or uh, Spain because they're still um, taking part. Okay. Well, I mean, so maybe there's that, but we'll yeah, figure it uh, out. Yeah, we'll uh, focus on, like, 2007, 2008, um, 9, like, those three years, because why not? Sure. And we'll probably throw in a, a couple of uh, 1997. <laughs> um, Some of those VHS types are hard to watch. Anyway, uh, we're, yeah we're done um this was the song and dance podcast um join us next time um as we said we're gonna focus on like past year veterans there's a, a voiceover guy in like the next 10 seconds telling you how to uh contact us yeah welcome voiceover guy yeah we yeah also uh, yeah we have a twitter um the voiceover guy he can't sing it um but yeah, uh, tweet at us or email us or something. Just can't get in contact. You yeah, know? we want to hear from you. Yeah, I know we have like 
so many listeners, I I want to know your thoughts. Yeah. All right. We will see you guys later. Yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Have something to say or have ideas for the show? Tweet at SongDancePod or email songdancepod at gmail.com. Let us know how we are doing. You can subscribe to the Song and Dance Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a review and please subscribe.